spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Thursday. 12 days in counting. This portion of the program is brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing Electrical two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. Ethics and politics. 12 days until we vote. And 12 then days to Christmas. Oh, it might. This, the, the, these 12 days might be easier than the next 12 months. Which we'll also still be talking about this. Oh. Another injunction was filed today on the blurdy blurdy blur. So there was a burglary uh, earlier this week at the Katie Hobbs uh, campaign. So today we find out Hobbs blames Lake for the burglary. And Lake says Hobbs staged the break-in. Goodness. We do have some new uh, information about the guy that caught Stage, stage one said, <laughs> I'm not it? saying it's them, but it could be because of all the things she say. I w- I'm not saying, but I'm kind of intimating that it is. And the other one's like, I think she's lying and they did it to themselves. Jesse Smoulet style. Right. So police arrested this guy that they believe is, is responsible for the burglary. Okay. Um, there were cameras. The, you know, they caught the guy's face. OK. And. The officers, you know, uh, we're starting to find out, like, how they caught this guy. Get get this. So if we go, let's see, today's date is the 27th, right? This guy did it on a Monday, right? Yes. Okay. So that's three days ago. Officers were shown an image of the surveillance footage, and they see this unknown man leaving the office building. It was around 7 o'clock, the evening of October 24th. All right. Okay. The the officers uh, went there. They collected the evidence at the scene. Here's a video surveillance. On that night, there's a patrol officer. The patrol officer views this story, this news story, display in the released image of the surveillance video. Right. So I think he sees it either online or you know it's in his notes that they probably send it to him to say okay. look you know we somebody broke into one of uh the, you know somebody's place so this officer sees probably the guy. too because of the fact that there is because of 2020 they're probably hyper vigilant when it comes to her that should something like this happen look just in case it was a a potential assassination or whatever lunacy the patrol officer views the picture and says i know this guy <laughs> They recognize he recognized the guy. They've in had the image. run-ins, is what you're saying. No, no, no. Get this: the officer recognized the man in the image as a suspect that was arrested earlier in the day for something different. Ah, so, so they, he was already in jail. Yes. So they he does the research and learns that the guy's still in jail. Uh, could be released soon. The officer's like, all right, let me get over there. Contacted the jail, rearrested the guy. Booked again. You can't make this stuff up, man. He had already been arrested on unrelated burglary charges, what we're finding out from the Phoenix Police Department. So this guy, this guy likes to steal a bunch of crap. And my guess is this. If this guy likes to steal a bunch of crap, guess what, Katie Hobbs? This isn't political. No. This sounds like somebody who maybe was looking to get a score, maybe needed drugs or something like that. Who knows, and when, right? Because if you're robbing a couple places in a day, it's not because you're, you know, you're like, hey, I'm going to go rob all the political things that I can get. Get all the signs I can get. Oh, my gosh. That just shows you what we're dealing with. We're dealing with people in their war pants. War pants. Camouflage. And they're watching people drop off a ballot. 
We're getting burglaries. We got both sides blaming each other. This is what Carrie Lake said um, about uh, about the burglary. So she was asked about it. Katie Hobbs's campaign headquarters was broken into earlier this week, and her campaign manager said in a statement uh, that it was. She argued that the incident was a direct result of a concerted campaign of lies and intimidation by you and your allies. Do you have a response to that? All right. Unleash Godzilla. You ready? Here's Uh what she says. That is absolutely absurd. And and are you guys buying that? Are you really buying that? This sounds like a Jesse Smollett part two. Oh, Jesse Smollett faked a beating. He paid two people to fake beat him up and they blamed it on MAGA. He wrote him a check. And Jesse Smollett wrote what an a, idiot. a check out of his own bank account, and they, they, they found it back. He was a famous actor. Yeah, he was on Empire. Right. And you know the thing, too. So, like- so here, so just to put it together, it's it's Carrie Lake saying, hey, uh, Katie Hobbs, she probably did this. On her own, she staged it. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna equate w- what's happening to Jesse Smollett, that means Lake thinks Hobbs staged, staged the break it her- herself. I don't know why. Why would she do that? Sympathy. That's why Jess, Juicy, Juicy Smollett, as we call him. Je- okay. That's why Jesse did it, because he was going to get written off Empire. He was struggling. A lot of people said he was looking out for sympathy mm. when he faked it and said, oh, some, you know, bunch of guys yelled, uh, this is MAGA country and beat him up and made it racist. Made it and, racist. It was oh. none of the same. He had the uh, the rope around his neck like it was a noose. And it was like the, the, the police realized early on when they went over there. Hey, this guy won't let us take the rope off his neck. He's just sitting there talking to us. And he's like, no, I'm going to keep you. It was. And the checkbook fell out of his pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So if if it is this bad, if this is the caper she tried to pull on herself, well, then you know what? Nobody needs to vote for her. But I don't think it was either of them. I think they took an opportunity to take swipes at each other and only to find out they both look like. They both look ridiculous here. Yeah. And are they talking about anything specific? Are they talking about anything worthwhile? You know, the answer is no. You know who's talking about something worthwhile? Who? Karen Taylor Robeson. Karen Taylor Robeson. As a business leader and Republican, I will be voting yes on Prop 308. It will improve Arizona's economy by keeping skilled workers here in Arizona, kids we've already invested in for years, with zero tax increase. Vote yes on Prop 308. So we haven't heard from her since she lost uh, in the primary. She's talking about something important. Katie we Hobbs talked about the other day, yeah. Uh, Carrie Lake isn't. Uh, Three hundred eight is. Is that the one where uh, if you uh, if the you kids were- the kids uh, first college? So if you're if you're here, regardless of your immigration status, and you in particular people that are here illegally, uh, the youngsters if they've gone through two years of high school and graduated here, uh, they can then get into a tuition. In tuition, right? And isn't it interesting? The only person talking about a policy, um, a prop, something that you know could could change Arizona is Karen Taylor Robeson. Yeah. And it's too bad she didn't win because I know a ton of Republicans who didn't vote for Carrie Lake. They voted for, you know, uh, Karen Taylor Robeson, but now they're going to vote for Carrie Lake because that's just what happens. Yeah. Well, it's it's the tribalism, the team. It's red. My my team's red. So the red I'm voting for is over here. I don't think we'd have this silliness if Karen Taylor Robeson. No, no. We really wouldn't even don't. have this. And and you know what? She would have debated because she would have had no choice because she would have thought, oh, Karen, Karen's not like, you know, she's not the, uh, what'd she say, a chainsaw? 
versus a cake is what they said this would have happened if there would have been a debate. I call it Godzilla versus Bambi. Yeah, that would have been. And but we wouldn't even be this close because I think I think Taylor Rose would be up by. I agree. Ten just consistently. I think we'd be all better for it. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, an Arizona rancher has a message for President Biden. You are not going to believe this message, by the way. And you're not going to believe what is what he's finding on his property. We'll tell you all about it coming up next, the Gatos and Chad Show. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, let's hit the Big Q, KTAR.com, right side of the page. Barack Obama is rumored to be somewhat interested in buying the Phoenix Suns. What do you think? Watch how I turn this all. Okay, let's do it. It's all political right here, because everything's political, right? Uh All right. What do you think? A... I'm a Democrat. It's a slam dunk. B, I'm a Republican. I'm against liberals owning my favorite team. C, I'm an independent. Just win a title for goodness sakes. Uh, the number one answer. 61% I'm an independent. Just win a title for goodness sakes. Win a title. It was funny. We did uh, some phone calls yesterday during Five Spot. Uh, we put five people on the spot about Obama buying the Suns, and we asked you to call if you're a Republican and a Suns fan, <laughs> and we said, do you have any problem with this? Four out of five said they're fine with it. The but last caller, she did not like Barack Obama. She was not a fan. Sorry. She was not, she, I was waiting for her to go, and he's not even an American citizen. He was born in Kenya. Ah, jeez. Birther. The birther thing. The birther movement. All right. An Arizona rancher has a message for the president of the United States. You can just imagine. Like, how about you secure the, you know, the border? How about you care? How about you try? Um, you've got a feel for these ranchers that are close to the border because the amount of people that are coming over, my goodness. Yeah. This guy is seeing a, let's just say three digits a day coming through his land. Yeah. How would you feel if a hundred people pass through your property every day? One hundred people. And remember, they're coming through your property. They're not trying to find, for some of these people, they're not looking to find a, a, a port of entrance to surrender. They're, they're, they're saying, well, I'm just going to go into the country and I'm going to do it completely illegally. 100 migrants passing through his property each and every day. How dangerous. You don't know who these people are. You know, just think about one person going into your backyard. Uh, just one person in a year. Just, just throw it out. Just one. Yeah. Would you want somebody who you don't know in your backyard? Wouldn't you feel like threatened? Wouldn't you feel uneasy? I would. Yeah. If well, I don't know yeah. you and you're in my backyard, uh, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. Uh, you know, I'm gonna call the police. <laughs> I'm not well, going yeah. out there. I mean, it's gotta go out there and say, hey, hey. Well, some of these people would say, well, they're just passing through. Uh, Yeah, but you don't know who some of these people are and the trash and the things that they find. And some of the stuff that he has found has been, well, it's been horrific. He's finding dead people. Yes. We're going to try and get this uh, this guy on. 19 so far. His name is John Ladd. Uh, And let's see. He's basically saying uh, Biden is killing people by letting them come across the border like this. I think he's right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, we can talk about what Trump did. And I had a major problem with him ripping kids out of parents' hands. It was despicable. But you have to also look at this administration allowing people to come here. You know, they're putting their own lives at risk and they're doing it by the millions. Yep. And, and you know what? A lot of people are dying. And, you know, 
Biden basically opening the border saying, everybody come in. Uh, people are trying to come in. And you know what? Not everybody makes it in the desert. No, no. So there are people dying. And you don't know who's coming across. No. Because you're thinking, you know, this is not, a, again, not a port. So no. do these people have drugs? Are these people part? Because we caught a record number of people on the terror watch list so far over the last year. So the question is. At least we caught them. Yeah. We have no idea who these people are and what they're doing. Uh, we could say, oh, they're all nice people. We don't know because you don't know. Yeah. How would you feel if you're this guy? You're completely ignored by the government. You're completely ignored by uh, Joe Biden. I mean, not even trying. Yeah. You're you're an American citizen. Yes, you're on the border. Um, but when you have, well, I, I forgot the number. Is it 300 a day? That's how many people are dying because of fentanyl. Sorry, 100 a day. 100 a day. Yeah. 100 migrants passing through his property each day. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine that. And there are people that are, you know. That's 36,000 people a year that would come through on average if that was every day. 16 dead bodies on his ranch, including two in the last few months. Think about finding those. Oh. And not knowing if it's, you know, kids or women or or families or. Who knows? He might have kids and they're finding these bodies. I mean, I just don't know. But it's I, not working, Biden. It's not working. It, Whatever it is that you're not doing, do the exact no, opposite and it, see how that goes. Chad, it is working for him. That is what he wants. There's no other explanation. There can't you be. can't do you can't do that bad of a job. No. When you ignore something, it means you don't care about it. And he doesn't care about it. And what he sees is okay. Yes, I guess so. That's the crazy part. What he so. actually sees happening, it's okay. Because he's not doing anything about it. No. And neither is Kamala, who is, no. of course, she's too busy talking about the exciting yellow bus that she's very excited about. That was funny. Uh, so it is, it, <laughs> this is a joke, and we're not addressing this. And we need workers. We need people. There's ways of getting this thing done. But this administration in particular wants no part of it. And because of that, yeah, they, he rang the dinner bell. They're coming. And some of them are never making it here. All right. Coming up next, it's almost 3.30. Almost. Time to hold up the headlines. Let's Becky Lynn it. will read it. Uh, we will interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Uh, snark. A little, 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 little snark. Next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic, now. It's 3.30, and you know what that means. Time Showtime. for us to hold up the headlines, and with those headlines, here she is, Becky Lynn. Well, a man has been arrested in connection to the burglary of the campaign office of Democratic candidate for Governor Katie Hobbs. A patrol officer yesterday recognized the 36-year-old man from surveillance images that were provided by the campaign and said the suspect had been arrested earlier in the day for a separate burglary. The man was rearrested and booked on one count of third-degree burglary. No details on what exactly was taken from the office. Now, we're standing by to hear from Hobbs Republican opponent Carrie Lake. She has called for an emergency press conference with the media, but it's unclear if it's in response to the burglary. Yesterday, the Hobbs campaign in a statement wrote, quote, For nearly two years, Carrie Lake and her allies have been spreading dangerous misinformation and inciting threats against anyone they see fit. We have a reporter at the scene and we'll bring you details throughout the afternoon. Holding up the headlines. 
Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Hey, Becky Lynn, read read that one thing uh, that was on that Hobbs said, the last two lines. Okay, so it was a statement that yes. the Hobbs campaign sent out. Right. For nearly two years, Carrie Lake and her allies have been spreading dangerous misinformation and inciting threats against anyone they see fit. Okay, Hobbs yeah. is right, 100% right on that. Here's where she's wrong. Don't include it in the burglary statement. Why are you including that in the burglary statement? You don't know if this person who burglarized your office has is tied politically to Lake. Yeah. And so and again, it, it, t- even tying it to her, if somebody was a wack they were wackadoo long before Carrie Lake, who was June of last year that she she decided to jump in this race. Long before that, they, she was getting threats. So to tie this to her mm. and to make it seem like it was like like it was a wink wink nudge nudge thing, that that's gonna get you in trouble. This is a bad look for Hobbs. Absolutely. Because the guy was already in jail when they when they found him who gets arrested twice. Who gets arrested while he didn't they're have in to leave jail to get arrested? He got huh? arrested in jail. I mean, and so that's where Katie Hobbs went wrong. Don't include that stuff about how Carrie Lake lies in your statement uh, about the burglary. Separate it. Yes, Carrie Lake lies. She does this stuff, but she didn't have anything to do with this. Yeah. So what are you doing? It makes you look desperate. It really does, and it makes you look like you just flew off the handle on something. It makes like Hobbs you were look desperate. Do something, and oh, it what a joke. Hold up the headlines. After reports of intimidation at ballot drop boxes, some of those groups involved are facing federal lawsuits. A U.S. district's judge could weigh in soon on a lawsuit to prevent members of a, quote, grassroots organization committed to election integrity called Clean Elections USA from observing ballot drop boxes. A similar federal lawsuit alleges several groups of planning and coordinating voter intimidation in Arizona. In response to these lawsuits, the Lions of Liberty and Yavapai County prepared team, two groups accused of intimidation, are telling their volunteers to back off. In an internal letter obtained by the New York Times, members are told to stop what they call, quote, Operation Dropbox. Luke Forstner, KTAR News. What losers. Yavapai, Mesa. Uh, War I, pants. War yeah. pants. They're, they're in camouflage. And if you're hiding your face, guess what? You're intimidating people. I don't care about the 75 feet away from the Dropbox. Um, but you know, if you're packing heat and you are, and you're, you're mad dogging them, you give them the look. Like you're staring. You're, you've got binoculars. There's a sense, uh, whether you want to believe it or not, that uh, yeah, well, something's going on here. I feel uncomfortable. Uh, they have, you know, I understand that you have a right to do what you're doing. That being said, it's how you're doing it that it has people disturbed. Uh, I hope they get nailed in the lawsuit, so we don't have to talk about or see a bunch of people dressing up in Halloween costumes trying to oh, prevent see, people. What if they did that? What? What if you showed up in a Halloween costume? They had, they did. No, no. Instead of LARPing like that, you showed up as like Helmo. No. <laughs> Helmo. Yeah. That, have you never seen is Helmo? that one? Is Helmo that... is the new thing where it's Elmo, but he's evil. <laughs> Helmo. Nope, hadn't seen that one. We're holding up the headlines. Ooh, the Phoenix City Council wants some progress on lowering Phoenix's homeless population after unanimously agreeing to increase funding for support services. KTAR's Ballin Overstolz, live at the News Center, has more. Representatives from the St. Vincent de Paul Church, which will manage the new programs, explain what they want to do with the money. Each and every one of them will have a housing plan. There will also be behavioral health services, employment services. Um, those are the types of wraparound services we'll have at St. Vincent to Paul's Osna Manor too. They agreed on increasing funding, but Councilman Sal DeCicio wants to see more results. 
we spent tens of millions of dollars on trying to deal with homelessness in the city. To this date, we still are getting more and more. It just seems like it just hasn't ended. Live in the News Center, Bowen Overstoll's KTAR News. I'm good with results. I think we should. I mean, we, we spend a ton of money on homelessness, not just as the world, the countrywide, we spend a ton of money. And there's a, the, you know, the homeless industrial complex where uh, how about we do tie some stuff to results once in a while? If you get $5 million and nothing comes out of it, why should you get $6 million? Hobbs and Lake talking about this problem? No, because of the no, thing. Of course not. Of course not. They're talking about burglaries. They're talking about people in Halloween costumes. Uh, they're talking about, well, maybe I won't listen to what the voters say and I'll just uh, start suing everybody. No, they're not talking about real problems in Arizona. Uh, we're holding up the headlines. Back to Halloween. KTAR eyes on parenting. The dangerous drug fentanyl is now made to look like candy. So should parents be concerned with sending their kids out trick-or-treating? Well, Sherry Oz with the Phoenix DEA tells Arizona's Morning News there is no evidence that the cartel is targeting children or infiltrating their candy stash. Candy supply should be should be good. And really the methods that they're using is the concealment to evade law enforcement. They just don't want to get caught by the police. But Oz does suggest just in case you always check your kiddos trick-or-treat pumpkins or pillowcases well steal all the good stuff wasn't there a scare gosh when when all of us were kids razor blades and yeah everybody right i don't even know if that ever happened never never, there was never really any kind of and i remember like that you know there could be a razor blade and apple when i was a kid i'm like well i'm gonna throw it back at the person who gives somebody an apple for halloween (laughs) even when i was 10 years old i thought to myself I could see if there was a razor yeah. blade. Like, how are they going to undo it? Like, oh, they taped it back up. You're going to love this kid, Candy. Mm. I have seen the fentanyl that looks like candy, but yeah. uh, I don't. That's not in your Halloween. No, it's, no, no nobody's given that out. Yeah. Holding up the headlines. Halloween actually falls on Monday this year, in case you had forgotten. But in one city, they're trying to be sure that never happens again, citing safety concerns. Trick or treat! Cincinnati is exploring the option of moving Halloween festivities to a weekend during early evening hours to improve safety for pedestrians and drivers. Supporters say it would also allow more working parents to participate. And safety is a legitimate concern. One study found pedestrian fatalities are 43% higher on Halloween. And decades of data shows pedestrians between 4 and 8 years old see a tenfold increase in fatalities on Halloween night. That's ABC's Andrea Fuji. I think it's the number one uh, deadliest day for pedestrians in the country. And they've talked about it for years of, you know, the last Saturday in uh, October. In October. Yeah, like, you know, having it. And uh, how is that going to save lives? You still have kids on the street. You do it earlier. Yeah, you have it earlier. Why don't you just do it earlier Monday? Because people, parents want to take Parent, their yeah. kids out. What are you doing on Monday? Oh, I'm taking the day off. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of people are yeah. taking But I, you know what? Everybody can't. I mean, it actually got closed here. It was like, okay, we, nobody else can take Halloween off. Yeah. Because so many people wanted it off. And so there you go. Yeah. You I know. always remember, and we'll hear it again, Detour Dan on the day of Halloween is always talking about slowing down. Mm-hmm. Always talking. And I love that he does that every year. Uh, you know, look for the little ones. Look for the little ones. Because sometimes, you know, you get into your neighborhood and you rip around. You yeah. want to get home, and you know the street, and you know the roads, but again, it's Halloween, and, and yeah. I love how Dieter Dan does that every year. He warns you, he says it uh, all the time, and it really does, it's a great reminder that on that day when you go home, you got to be careful. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for holding up the headlines. Every day at 3.30, when Becky Lynn reads the news, we interrupt. We react to the day's top stories. Chad Snarky. Snarky! All right, so uh, I guess Carrie Lake is having a, uh, uh, a must 
listen to press conference. Place is packed. Uh, I don't think she's very happy with uh, Katie Hobbs. Who I think she has a right to be a blamed, little bit herself towards this. Blamed this her situation. for the break in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a feeling. I got a feeling Hobbs is going to get clobbered on this. Yeah. All right. We're monitoring. Uh, remember, we have midterm mayhem coming up at four oh five. Twelve days until the election. We get this crap over with. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6. That's us, the Eagles, by the way, not the football team. They were here a couple weeks ago. Uh, just now, they're returning to the Footprint Center on March 1st, 2023, for the Hotel California 2023 Tour, aptly named. Tickets go on sale next Friday at 10 a.m., but you can win a pair now by visiting the contest page at KTAR.com. Wait, they go on sale now? Uh, next we, Friday. We just bought our tickets today. Did you? Yeah. I don't know. My did wife you now, did. You were, is that the one you were supposed to go to? That was the one. That was the first concert of 2020 that we were going to go to, and then it, in Phoenix it got canceled. Uh, I bet they gave people who already had tickets the first right of refusal. Maybe that's them. what it was. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So we bought our tickets. I'm excited. Uh, I've never seen them in concert, and uh, and we're we're good to go. That's a March first, right? Yep. I think it's a Wednesday. Anyway, fantastic. All right. So on election night, does anybody really know what's going to happen? I I don't know. Is it, is it going to be a MAGA sweep? Maybe. Can Katie Hobbs pull it off? Maybe some of the, the poll numbers that say Lake plus one or Lake plus two? I don't know. Maybe maybe there are more people out there that don't like Kerry Lake and they voted for Hobbs and Hobbs pulls it off. I'll just tell you, I don't think anybody knows. But what we can say is on election night, um, if... If we sit here at 8 o'clock, and that's the first, yeah. what do we call it, a dump, Becky The first Lynn? dump, right? It's the first yeah, dump. Yeah, it's dump. Did right. we have a big discussion about, like, oh, that sounds like an awful thing no, to say, No, it's right? fine. There's nothing wrong with it. So the first massive dump at 8 p.m. A huge dump. At 8, it's a huge dump. <laughs> that at, does sound terrible. I know. At Just eight, awful. At 8 p.m., we're going to get votes that have already been counted from the early ballots. Um, and uh, uh, the the... the the thought is, if you're a Democrat, you're probably going to be leading early on. Yeah. But if you're going to win, you better have a five to eight point lead. So if you're leading early on as a Democrat, you better be leading big. Yeah. Or you're not going to win. That's the thing. So let's say that we get the first dump out at 8 p.m. on election night. Hobbs plus seven. Hobbs plus eight. There's a very good chance she could win. Yeah. But if it's Hobbs plus two, or if it's Lake plus, then it's over. Yeah. So that's what the experts are kind of saying, because we're, we're trying to figure out, uh, and there's a reason for that. Like, like, a lot of people who are Democrats, they like to vote at home. A lot of independents like to vote at home. Most people are thinking, we're just talking about the Hobbs-Lake camp, you know, uh, uh, race. A lot of those who are just mentioned are going to vote for Katie Hobbs. The people who are going to vote for Lake are going to go to the polls the day of. And we're going to get those later in the night and into the next day, yeah. most likely. So 5 to 8% is what Hobbs needs to be leading by around 8 p.m. on election night where she can't hold the lead. Because what you're going to see most likely is Hobbs in the lead and then all night into the next day, Carrie Lake chipping away, away at it. chipping <laughs> away, chipping away. How much does she chip away? Could she chip away enough to take the lead? Certainly, that could happen. Yeah, and if it's close, and if it's close in a place like 
you know, Maricopa County, if it's somewhat close where she doesn't, because it's, we're a Democratic city for, for, you know, realistically, and we're not Uber, we're not San Francisco, but no, no. If, if she's somewhat close here, because the rural places, you know, are going to vote know, for Lake Now, yeah, they're all headed towards, you know, Lake. She didn't even have to go out there and campaign. No, no. But, Trust me, I know who my neighbors are voting for. <laughs> but if, uh, if Maricopa County's 33% independent, like 30% Democrat, and then like 32%, something like that, yeah, Republican. Republican. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, we'll, I don't know. I mean, we'll find out. I would guess the independent votes would go to Hobbs. Uh, I I would guess some Republicans, and maybe it's a it's I don't know what kind of number it is. Will go for Hobbs. Um, but but I mean, a lot of those a lot of those people that are independent are still more conservative than they are liberal. And I think you know it's not just about Hobbs. They're looking around and they're thinking. Man, I feel like this country's going sideways. I feel like we're paying way too much for gas. I feel like we we don't seem to have our stuff together. But if you also think the country's going sideways because of democracy and people talking about the big lie, like Carrie Lake, you think that comes in, that comes into it too. I don't know what the number one issue is. We always say it's, it's going to be. The, I understand that, but this year I, maybe it could be different. Is it going to be abortion? Is it going to be democracy? Or is it going to always come back to what it does, your wallet? And if it comes back to your wallet, Republicans win. Yeah, I think it's going to still come back to the wallet. All right, coming up next, midterm mayhem. Mayhem. Twelve days left until we vote. So did Hobbs blame Lake for the break-in at her campaign headquarters? That is the question on the Gatos and Chad Show. Stick around.